Hey. Hey, hey. Oh my gosh, it works. Okay. <laughs> okay, like can I tell you what's been happening? It's been saying, you know, connecting, connecting, connecting. And the thing is that I, on my end, I've, because I've been like, okay, we're going to use this for the podcast. I've been like, hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm just waiting for my friend to join me. So yeah, I'm just going to give it a minute while the network, you know, gets tough, right? So I'm like, yeah, I don't think you understand how excited I am that it's connected. <laughs> but thank God it's connected. Okay, okay. So here we are. We are on a platform. It is our podcast, and we are here to have a conversation and basically share our conversation with people. Yes, so for everybody who doesn't know, my name is Zime Keswa, and uh, I met Gabo in, what was it, 2010? No, 2011, uh-uh. right? Uh uh-uh. yes, 2011. Because remember, and I actually remember the specific time, the specific incident that I, I remember met you. as well. <laughs> it was at after ne, and it was was it was it the same time? Because I think I was applying for UCT. I was supposed to take a transfer to UCT to yes, go study. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We performance, and I remember you were so friendly, and I was like, hey, well, "Who's this girl now?" But you were so nice, and when you knew know. my name. Yes, and we were the, sitting in the my black, name. and we I was just like, the blacks, um, what is it, the, the blacks, like, research room or something, we just, like, mm-hmm. decided to take over an area, <laughs> that was the first time we met, and at the time, I didn't yes. know that it would bud into what it is right now, and, uh, yeah, like, like, the conversation that we were having earlier on about how I just really felt compelled now, like right now. So I'm in China, it, for mm-hmm. those who don't know, and it's nearly midnight. And actually, as I connected, the time was 11, 11. So new beginnings. That's oh, nice. nice. That's pretty <laughs> So, yeah, I just felt really compelled to um, just express my appreciation to have someone like you in my life where... I can speak openly and not have to, you know, alter myself. So um, this is what bore this episode. I think today, because also just to uh, like what we were talking about on the phone call before we jumped on the podcast was the thing about yeah. like how our friendship, like we met in Cape Town 2011 and then we moved to Joburg 2014. And, then, uh, and I moved to Botswana. And how we've kind of like seen each other through so many transitions, but we've still mm-hmm. remained really close and we've still remained like safe spaces for each other. And I remember what we were saying on the phone call before jumping on the podcast was the thing about how during all of these times, and even now the fact that we're not together, we're interacting with people that don't kind of give us that full personal mm, you know like you left feeling thirsty that that's my feeling like oh like i still yes i've been drinking all of this stuff like i'm drinking it but there's still mm. this thirst <laughs> still like this you know thirst. when you go out like one thing that i honestly experience now is i get so bored in social oh. settings and because everyone is speaking about the same thing i mean there's a no <laughs> Black Lives now, Matter. I watch everybody. Uh, say, oh my gosh! Intellectual superiority, mind complex. 
<laughs> yes. No, listen, I am one person who I, I completely lean into that thing of like when people are like, uh, I, like I will acknowledge that. I will say that my, I am, I have a superiority complex about my intellect. But what I will say, what I will add about it is I actually have the readings and the citations to back it up. You know, I'm not just out here like, yeah, mm-hmm. I read this one book and, you know, whatever. I'm like, no, I've done, I've done the reading. Like, there's this thing of, because there's this thing of, like, humility versus, yeah. I don't know what. <laughs> but like, no, I'm not going to be humble about my intellect. But anyway, no, the thing that we were saying about, like, being social and being bored. Like, I mean, right now, the thing that's, like, really trending is like the black lives matter protests and and covid-19 mm-hmm. and the thing is yeah. you think you would think we would go out into the world and like hear people have fresh takes or talk about you know something interesting mm-hmm. but it just sucks that for me to get a different take i have to like get on the internet or like speak to you who's so far away mm-hmm. because i think mm-hmm. covid-19 sucks but nobody wants to discuss about how covid-19 is affecting the poor or how COVID-19 yeah. disproportionately is affecting um, um, like spatial, things like spatial segregation, you know? Or when people talk about Black Lives Matter, it's also very surface and we don't talk about how Black Lives Matter ex- excludes certain groups within the Black Lives Matter movement and just all of these things. And yeah, I'm just left feeling like... It's redundant, <sighs> right? Yeah, I'm just left feeling like you guys are... Anyway, no, friend, sorry. We shouldn't be doing this thing. We shouldn't, like, bash. We shouldn't be saying, let's <laughs> rather celebrate each no, other. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay, fine. You're right, you're right. But can I comment on that? Um, mm-hmm. I just want, want to uh, go off of what you were saying uh, just now about how... Uh, yeah, okay, fine. You have your opinions. Um, you, you've done the readings. You do have the superiority complex as far as your intellect is concerned. And, you know, there will be people who roll their eyes to that. But I feel like it's fine, guys. Roll. You must just roll. <laughs> because you're also, you also, you know, as individuals, we, ha- we hold certain things dear to our hearts. Like, we, because of the spaces we're in, the conversations we're having with people, we form certain opinions, right? And everybody will mm. always think their opinion is right. It's okay. So... Whoever who listen to somebody else's opinion and roll their eyes, it's okay, Sissy. It's okay, Booty. Roll out. Mm. But in your rolling and in the opinions that you hold um, close to your heart, I feel also have a willingness to hear other people out, you know? Mm. Because sometimes you really hear something from an unexpected person at an unexpected time, which will really... Um, change the direction of your life essentially because really thoughts are formed by interacting with people so i mean i feel to guard and be very careful of the some some of the people you associate with because they could either elevate you or they could denigrate you yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but friend I'm, i'm glad we're friends i like honestly i write in my gratitude journal i'm like oh guys i'm so blessed to have Specifically you. I mean, yes, you know, there's other friends. There's Nomsa, there's Larato, there's Tigele. Some people are going to be mad that they're not mentioned on this list, but oh. it's fine. <laughs> I'll just say I forgot. It's all right. <laughs> and uh, also, it, it takes me back to um, 2013 when we, when we lived together with Lerado and Kumiso, our, our um, friends. We were brought together by the cosmos. Honestly, it wasn't coincidental that 
you know, people who are so like-minded um, came together. And we had spoken about something like this, you know, turning our thoughts and feelings and, you know, making it art, making it something that can contribute to, uh, positively towards the lives of other Black people, like Black, Black people. Um, I mm. feel like, you know, people of color, like anything else outside of that. I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, you're not... They're not expelled <laughs> from it, but that's not really like it's not even in the distant peripheral of my view. Like I don't care, you know. I and, love and, how you know, you know, like um, just to echo on what you're saying, Lizzo. So you know, Lizzo, ne? The 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 artist. Yeah. So I remember um, somebody because she's always she was getting a lot of criticism for being um, for having a lot of white. Um, white, uh, like a lot of white fans. And yeah. I remember I think she put a post out where she was like, um, you know, I appreciate the diversity of my fan base, but understand that, you know, this is a black girl party hosted by a black girl. Yeah. So, do something <laughs> cool shit. so this is how I feel about for this. Her, so you, guys, you, guys, you guys aren't excluded, but You're also, not. if you don't come, we, okay. we literally lose our kids. Like, Aluta continua, man. <laughs> Honestly. So, so yes, friend. Um, do you think this should be the intro for our podcast? Like, this should be our first. Ep- I mean, I already have episodes up on the podcast, but do you think, like, yeah, this will be one of the one of the. What are we going to be discussing on our podcast, like going forward? Friend, I feel like we can discuss uh, contemporary issues. You know. Because, mm. uh, like, specifically how they relate to us in terms of our spirit- spirituality, um, our intellect, and our emotions. And I say contemporary issues because it's important to always be forward thinking, but also mm. not forgetting all of the pivotal things that are um, from our past, you know. And also, I'm which- I don't want us to be too um, stringent and structural about what we talk about. Um, I think the way that this came about was very organic. Oh, so very, very. We should go forward in that same with that same energy. Okay, can I make a can I make a proposal? Sure. I want to just I just want I want to like we have time. And we're here. I mean, people, okay, people should also understand, like, the way our friendship functions. Me and you sometimes cannot talk to each other for, like, six months. <laughs> or maybe we'll send, we'll send each other a DM, like, a funny meme, like, ah, oh, friend, look at this. But then, and then we'll go for another six months without talking. But then this will happen in the reconnection. Like, now, we're speaking. And the last time we spoke was maybe, like, weeks ago. But this is mm-hmm. basically, like, the kind of relationship me and you have. But I was going to say, Sorry, the proposal I was going to make was, can we, um, after recording this episode, can we, I'm, I'm really keen to just, I don't know, uh, you are also one person who I enjoy talking about my relationships with because mm. our lives align a lot. We want the same and we've been through the same. So there's kind of a thing about like commiserating or like, you know, that shared camaraderie, that like shared, those shared yeah. feelings of whatever we've both been through. So I'm thinking... Like, after we finish this, we immediately go into, like, episode two of our shared podcast and we, like, just talk about love. I, that, that, I feel like that's a contemporary issue that will never end. Like, even our, <laughs> even our mother and yeah. our mothers and 
age. They're still trying to negotiate their love lives as well. Mm. Yeah, let's definitely do that. I'm game. Yes, yes, I'm keen. So, yeah, friends, you are in China. I'm in Botswana. Yet, yet, here we are. We remain friends to this day. And the thing that people... Oh, I can share this with the people on the TL. Like, me and Zime are very, like, spiritually inclined in terms of... Do you remember, Zime, the time when I was at your house in Joburg and mm. I was sleeping and I had sleep paralysis, but it wasn't bad sleep paralysis. It was, there was a very large black snake on me and you were sleeping next to me. But you know the thing, the thing with um, like snakes and dreams, it's like yeah. uh, if, you feel, if you feel comforted, then you know that's a good thing. That's a good ancestor. Mm. Not then you know that's... Uh, well, it depends. There's no template for guys. Another thing, spirituality doesn't have a template. So I'm gonna, we're gonna be speaking about things that are gonna be specific to our experiences, but they, mm. that resonate with other people. Or like I know, for, for example, for me, if I'm, I can be in a dream with a very large snake and feel very comforted and feel very okay, and then I can be in a dream where I am with the, another snake and that snake is biting me or I'm scared of the snake. That is a bad omen. But the good omen yeah. is the one. And I feel good. But I remember I was sleeping next to you in bed, and there was this very large snake on me that I literally remember opening my eyes, looking at it, and its tail was no, no, its its head was at my feet. So I saw like the tail end of it, like on my chest, but it was like literally sprawled out all over my body. And then I remember looking next to you, and you were looking away from me, and I remember seeing your dreads, and I wanted to call out to you like Zime, 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 mm. but I literally couldn't open my mouth. But I just remember being comforted and not being worried about like the fact that there's this large snake on me. That was the fir- that was the second time. The very first time that I knew me and you were friends on a level deeper than just oh, Chomi, hey, let's do lunch, friends. You know, call me Chomi. You know, was when I I and I've shared and I've shared this with you. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, there, must, there was something wrong with my network there. Um, and then the, the very, very first time I remember, we were, we were still in Cape Town. We were still living at the Crown House. And I remember in the dream, me and you were planning a trip. And we mm. were driving. So before we left town, we stopped off in Cavendish. And you remember at Cavendish, when you walked through the entrance that was at McDonald's, and you went down the stairs, and you went down the escalators, and then you turned around, there was bathrooms behind there. So I remember Mm -hmm. you had gone somewhere, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So I went down the escalator, went to the bathroom. I remember opening the door, and it was like in the bathroom, it was the female bathroom, and it was just like full of like impeple smoke. And there were two, and there were two ladies sangomas who were sitting in there. One was sitting on a chair, and the other one was sitting on a floor. And I know this is random, but I still remember the detail that they were watching Generations. I remember, <laughs> I remember, I remember walking. Truly, I remember, I remember walking in and sitting down next to them and just watching Generations with them. And then, and then we like they said nothing to me the entire time, and I literally did just felt like I was at home. I just sat down in this huge haze of impepo, and there was a TV in front of us, and we were just watching the three of us. And then you were done with what you were doing, so you had all of these plastic bags, and then you opened the bathroom door, and you were looking for me because it was time for us to go, or you were just Mm. looking for me. 
and you opened the you opened the bathroom door and then you were like hey we should get going so i literally just get up to leave as i get up to leave you know i turn around to say bye to these two old women sangomas and one of them is like you should keep that girl in your life like that is your guardian angel and i was like okay cool thanks and then like it wasn't like a oh my gosh like so profound i was just like yeah <laughs> i was like yeah. yeah it wasn't deep like oh my gosh profound it was just like a i somehow knew, i somehow knew that but thanks for telling me and then yeah we we left that's literally the only thing that those ladies said to me and then we left and we went on our road trip and then you know dreams happen as they happen and then like that was a dream that yeah. i had in 2013 imagine now it's 20 how many years is that it's seven years later mm-hmm. and i still remember the exact details of that dream like that's how profound it was for me that's why like i got our friendship the way that i do like i if you if ever you upset with me about anything it would honestly affect me like and the thing that i that also actually i've come to realize we are and we have we are such emotionally sensitive people to each other that we haven't been upset at each other like i don't remember yeah. ever being upset at and Do, do you ever remember a time i think i've been mildly inconvenienced because wow guys if you do not know my friend one thing she does not do is answer phone calls so you will need zime immediately <laughs> and you will try and call her person <laughs> i hope it's been seven years i hope now you are better at answering phone calls but wow guys you would live with this girl and then three hours later she'd be like oh hey boo How are you? And it's like, Zime, <laughs> it's like, Zime, I called you because I was in an emergency and I needed the keys. It's like, oh, my phone was on silent. Anyway, how are you? And I'm like, oh, you just don't understand. But I mean, that's just like minor inconveniences. And I'm sure you've also had those experiences with me where it's been like, oh, Drake, you know. But, you know, it's never been anything like of, mal- or of malice or of, mm-hmm. you know, some type of yeah. way. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's that thing of like, I'm just always... Um, I'm very protective of this friendship and this relationship. I think with me, it it's uh, it didn't come to to me in something like a dream, but it's it came to me in a very very sober awake state where I'm like, shit, actually, this is perfect. You know, you I look back on all the experiences we've had together, and it's not like these hectic experiences, but just looking back at all the peace i felt when i'm when i'm with you all of the things that have made sense the conversations that we've had like the clarity and um just the comfort you know i don't like I, just I don't to know if you've had that experience of feeling like a mild anxiety or just like discomfort when you with people not because they've done anything bad to you but just the feeling like mm, Okay, I'd really rather not be here. And with you, mm. like it's the complete opposite end of the spectrum. You know, like the range goes from totally excited, but and also back down to just a a very loud, calm sense of calm. You know, just being in the same room as you and not even saying much. Just the comfort of having you there. Do you remember when we when we lived in Joburg? And you oh made that God. joke about, <laughs> and like, sorry, just also to just piggyback off of, off of what you were saying, the thing about like, um, we haven't had these hectic experiences. Like we haven't gone to like fucking Bali or Bora Bora, or we haven't mm. like, you know, stayed in a five-star hotel. We've literally had a six pack by the pool. And that's been like an experience. And like, with just like the Bluetooth so much, that's so true. 
and it's just been like the best time ever where I'm like, mm-hmm. I remember that. Like, you know, one thing I'll never forget is, and it just, it like, it always makes me smile when I think about it. When we lived in Joburg and we would, and you would, and you taught me this, the thing about like the, when you would make breakfast for us, and you'd make like eggs, mushrooms, mm. and it would be like a buffet style. And then we'd also have like some vodka and and, and orange juice in the morning. Yes. <laughs> Those are the memories that I treasure, 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 treasure the most. I was going to say, do you remember um, you making this joke in Joburg about how I needed to stop visiting you because I was keeping men from your bed? <laughs> I was basically the only guy that was sleeping in your bed. I was like, mm, <laughs> this must not stop. Concerned for myself, was like, it's like I swear to God, I woke up one night and I was just like, hang on, wait a minute, and you were right there, like sleeping peacefully. I'm like, he's literally the only man that's been in my bed. <laughs> mean something. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> and it's like you know the universe the universe needs space to create things and to give you what you ask for so it's like you're asking for love and you're asking for romance <laughs> yeah. but there's a man in your bed so like you know make it make sense <laughs> you know yeah so i was speaking to this other friend of mine about um like just the need for comfortability you know I don't want to be inconvenienced for whatever reason. I don't want to have to accept it, you know, especially mm. if it's not going to give me anything, you know? Mm. So um, I think it was an episode of the, the grapevine that I was listening to where they were speaking or they mentioned briefly uh, code switching. That was actually the mm-hmm. first time I'd heard the term like code switching, depending on which environment you're in, you know, like, for instance, mm. if you're in a very white um, working, you know, um, if you're in a very white corporate environment, you'll tend to like present a certain, you'll present yourself a certain way. And then maybe yeah. if who says Lali, you know, at your great grandparents' place, obviously those people are not going to know if you're going to start speaking about what like what's so, something completely about the stock market or something like you have you like you can't yeah. you can't. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, the code switching is a is a code. Um, sorry, uh, sorry to interrupt you. Just get back to you. Code switching for me, like I know it's something that I had to learn about early on as a gay man because as a gay black man, mm-hmm. in white spaces with white people, and it's like, oh, oh Sean, <laughs> you're such a card. And then you know I have to go I have to see black men where I have to be like, ah, Xe Fede, you know, and then yeah. I'll be with white. And then I'll be with black women. They'd be like, oh, hey, bitch. And then I'll be with white women. I'll be like, oh, Barbara, I love that scarf on you. So, you know, like, so with (laughs) code switching and the code switching, I could imagine. Oh, that's actually a very interesting conversation that we could have on another episode. Like code switching Mm. and and intersectional identities where it's Mm. like, where are you actually authentically yourself? But anyway, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. Yes, you were saying that's, that's, that's um, exactly that's where I was I was I was leading to. Um mm. when I was having this conversation with this friend of mine, uh I, I don't remember how it got to me talking about code switching and uh she said, Well, she doesn't code switch and I was it's like, Oh, okay, I mean, okay, great, that that's fine. Like she, I, there there are certain things that I could go on about, which are which are problematic in that statement, uh, or certain things that I've observed about her, but I'm, I I won't I won't go into that. 
But in that moment, I found myself thinking, well, when I'm with her, I code switch. You know, mm. I'm not my authentic self. There's just uh, a certain level of well, comfortability. One thing I know about... That- one thing I know about code switching is that it's about power and it's about who has power and it's about the identity of the person who has power in that moment. So when somebody comes into a space where I have power, they cannot be, not they cannot be, but they kind of switch or adapt their behavior mm. to access the power that I have. And that's what we do. So it's nice mm. that certain people don't have to code switch, but it's like, yeah, you should also realize that that means that, that, that there is a privilege in not having to code switch yeah yeah so i think um just to relate back to relate that back to what we were talking about um in terms of our friendship is that like it's such a like a a wide and diverse spectrum you know i i don't feel like i need to only speak about certain can i also can i also tell the listeners this like guys the way zima is comfortable i am a i literally moved to cape town in 2011 i had um never lived outside of botswana prior to that i met zima we became friends zima speaks to me in Kosa, which i actually appreciate <laughs> because for me it's like that level of comfort of like I have learned Tosa because of I've learned Tosa because of her, because of you, friend. But it's also like I love the fact that you are comfortable enough to say an entire sentence in Tosa and not translate it and be like, oh shit, I I meant to say one, two, three. You know, you like just full on say it. And the thing is, you trust that I understand it and I actually do understand it. And it makes me feel good that you have that level of comfort around me. I mean, I've also well, I don't my first my first uh, First language and native language is very weird because you know that thing about like your your language is the language that your natural language or I don't know what it is something about the language you dream in is your real language and the thing is that I dream in English but I'm like yo yeah. guys am I that modernized but I also think that people might be exaggerating that whole the language you dream in thing because I'm like okay yeah, I, I, I I feel the exact same way actually um and I think you met me at a time where. I was just really stepping into uh, my blackness fully because I mean, when you when you grow up in a white environment from preschool, middle school, high school, you know, when you get to university and you you're meeting people who speak different languages, who are black like you, you want to tap into your if you closer, you want to tap into your closer side and let it out, you know, mm. let it out. So I think that level of comfortability when it came, when I was speaking to you was just also me wanting to express myself in a way that wasn't as limiting. Yeah. Because as much as like what you're saying about dreaming in English or whatever, and even now us speaking English, I mean, nobody can like, it makes so much sense because, you know, we grew up in post-colonial, you know, Southern Africa, this is what happened. These are the Mm. effects. These are the effects. Like, of course, like, and it's it's nothing to be ashamed of because one thing that I know about us is that we lean, we definitely lean and like the thing that people would be ashamed of would be a thing of if we were repelled by our own languages. But it's like, there's genuinely nothing wrong with knowing and speaking English and even liking it. I, I love English. I love reading 
English, like, okay, not English literature, because I don't, do not remember the last time I read a book by a white author. But I mean, there's nothing wrong in, yeah. in, in this, in, yeah. Like even white, like even white feminists two times become like. Quiet. I'm like I. Quiet. Also, I hate that I hate the fact that sometimes I'm like I hear your message. I just don't like your voice. I don't like the fact that it's coming from you. And I also have this thing of like, like what do you know? Like even when white gays talk about their struggle, I'm like, yeah, but what do you know? Like, I'm like it's hard for you, but it's hard for. And I mean, it's not oppression Olympics. But it low-key is. Part of you that not... feels like you should try and understand these people? No, I don't. No, there's no, no, there's none. None. No, Zero. I also, I, 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 there's a part of me, like a large part of me, that feels the same. Like, I don't need to. Can I, can I tell you the part of me that is there? Is I, and this is something like, this was something that, that was influenced by my reading of Toni Morrison's work. I am now not interested in like wanting to like understand anything yeah, about, accommodating. Yeah, 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 about yeah, yeah, yeah. white yeah. society or white people's conventions. My thing now mm. is like, because my basic, the way that I navigate life now is like, how black can I be? And like, you know, <laughs> like every morning, <laughs> every morning, every morning, I literally wake up. Every morning, I literally wake up, and I'm like, "How am I gonna make today blacker than yesterday?" Even in the gay, <laughs> I love it. Even, I love even, in, the gay, even in the gay sense, I'm like, "How am I gonna outgay myself today?" And you know, it's been so freeing and just beautiful to live that experience. And I feel bad for, I don't feel bad for them because they think they're better than us. You know, the white people who, I mean, the black people who think they're white, the people who've properly assimilated into white culture and they are now gatekeepers of whiteness and white culture. And it's like, I feel bad for you. You don't know how nice it is, how lit it is this side. Like literally black people, I mean, white people want to be black. Like, that's that that's the theft of literally culture. look around and it's like <laughs> and it's like you have it you it's natural to you and you're giving it up to assimilate and the thing is i like my sympathy has kind of grown to accommodate people who went to like you said previously like people who went to all white um schools and that were socialized and conditioned i understand the mental slavery that's there i understand that the shackles mm-hmm. are there and the thing is if somebody is not like I, and I have space for them and I have empathy for them to an extent when they now like you can be you can just be like a, I don't understand racism or I, I or I'm assimilating into white culture when you become violent against black people in your words yeah. or in your actions or in your sentiments no that's why I have to fight you that's why I have to call you an uncle Tom a coon mm-hmm. or whatever whatever but if you're just an innocent person who because I'm generation, our parents were giving us orders and sending us to school, and they were right. Let's not let's not also discredit yeah. them. Mm. It would 